Hello and welcome to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that asks well-known friends three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine, although today it's gin and tonic, firmly on the menu. This week we're all at sea. We're coming to you from James Martin's rather swanky boat in Southampton. You could have said St Bart's, not Southampton, couldn't you? <laughs> Nobody's filming it, it doesn't really matter, does it? All right, we're in St Bart's. God, it's hot. He loves to sail, he loves to fly, he, he flies his own planes. He, he loves to eat. He has his own restaurants. He loves food. He writes books about them. 20 bestsellers to date so far. He's a very interesting man, as you're about to discover. He learned from the best, working in the kitchens at restaurants, all heavily decorated with Michelin stars, including chefs like Michelle Rue Senior, Pierre Kaufman, Anthony Worrell Thompson, and... Marco Pierre White, then followed two years as a pastry chef at Tewton Glen Hotel, where he now runs a cookery school, before he was headhunted at the age of 2022, yes, you heard that right, to set up the Hotel Duvan. It was during this time that he was spotted by a television producer who was in dining with Lloyd Grossman. And then he was all over our small screens. The Big Breakfast, Ready Steady Cook, Strictly Come Dancing, which is where we met. Thanks for that. And he currently holds, quite rightly, the title as the longest-running host on Saturday Morning TV with Saturday Kitchen, which he hosted on BBC One for over a decade, and he now resides on ITV with Saturday Morning with James Martin, where I was on as a guest last week. You were. I am so... I mean, listen, there is so much that you've done. I thought we finished now. Is that it? Because no. I've just drunk a gin. Well, you, you can, can knock it back. You can. You can drink all you like. Um, I'm also really flattered because this is the first interview you've done in. I don't stuff. I don't do stuff like this, Kate. Fifteen years. Yeah, I don't. More than that. More than that. I don't do stuff. Anybody that that knows me knows that I don't do stuff like this. And I'm so um, I'm so flattered. Thank you. No, it's, I think because you've wrote me into it with too many gins last last week. <laughs> really. um, but no, it's a it's a it's a pleasure. But I, I yeah, I, it's a. It's a personal thing. I just, I just haven't, and it's probably the reason why my career hasn't skyrocketed, skyrocketed, because I haven't promoted it. Are you kidding me? Your I... career hasn't skyrocketed. Did yeah, you just I hear what I said? I cry and creep. I keep a lot of it back. You know what I mean? And I think, I think. Hang in, on. At the moment, right? You're the bestseller of twenty selling, best-selling. Yeah, but that's uh, my cookbooks. job. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, when you, when the trouble is, this game nowadays, you you leave everything on the table. Everybody's got nothing for themselves. They leave everything yeah. on the plate. I get on the that. Table. Bloody kids and your husband and everybody else is dragged into the, the photo shoots for Hello Magazine and all this rubbish. It, it, it What matters is your job, surely. That's that's why I went into yeah. this. That's what matters. But you've got to keep something for yourself. I mean, there's some very, very famous people that I've interviewed and, and I've learnt so much from this interviewing technique, but let, taking little snippets and, and I remember quite a famous, very, very famous singer, rock star, turned around and he said, when you make it, just build massive fucking gates. Yeah, because you're right. For your sanity, you have to decide. Big, what... massive wooden gates, not metal what's, ones. What's up for grabs publicly and what's because yours? Because that's your domain. Yeah. That's, that's your thing. And... But also, I mean, an actor or a rock star comes into this expecting to become famous. You are a devoted foodie from the get-go. At the age of eight, uh, you were raised on a farm. You were working in the family business. You've you've never stopped working ever since. That's That's the... That's my always been my work ethic. It always has, and I think, I think the people close to me, the people who know me, uh, know that that's what that's my ethos. That's. But like I said, like I'm the mother of an 11 year old, and okay, and he's got a pretty good appetite for life and ambitions, and I love that. But you were catering weddings with your mother. 
at the same age as my son. Yeah. That's remarkable. And my mother didn't want to do it. Well, I just, it was the business side of it. I I wanted to be a chef. I wanted to be a cook. I started off in pot washing and, and, I, and I thought, you know, why isn't anybody else doing this? I'm reasonably good at this sort of stuff. And I, and I thought I'd been working and training in France. And, yeah, but uh, you hadn't even chosen your GCSEs. I know, I know. But I, I, I realised if you bought a, if you bought a chicken and you did this thing with chicken and you did it with aspic and grapes and and chervil and and you put it on a platter, uh, chauffeur is called. It's, it's this is cold, cold chicken dish. Um, French, I'm guessing. It, well, I learnt in France. Yeah, you poach the chicken and you make a stock using the the chicken. And you skin the chicken and then you you make a white sauce and you put aspic in it and you coat it like this, cover it over when it's cold and then decorate it with grapes and chives and 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 so it looks like vine leaves cover it in aspect it looks amazing on a platter and then you put individual uh chicken breasts with it as well and i realized that when you bought a chicken for five quid you could sell it for 40 quid wow and it was quite good that's, that's a little bit of pocket that's, money that's a margin and, yeah but then <laughs> but then you had to make it you had to have i don't know you had to know how to do it i suppose and that's that was the trick and, but, I, and I and i just i I'm, I'm like a sponge i i i kind of absorb information from anybody and and everybody fascinates me whatever they are whatever are, they do you are somebody like when I, so when i spend time in your company and i hope you take this as the ultimate compliment <laughs> i come away high on you really yeah i find you um I've, yeah, I've, 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 I've become heightened by you, by your passion for it's everything. It's not like gin and tonic, I've just no, told you, is it? No, but it is. I've got a chef's gin and tonic, and now I know why chefs drink a lot, because they taste really good. It's good, though, uh, isn't it? But, you know, you're, you, have, you have a massive appetite for so many things, and you somehow, by sleeping for about 30 seconds a day, manage to vicariously and voraciously pursue all of them like you love flying you you bought a, a, a plane we're sat on a boat because you love to sail you run restaurants you write books you have an ongoing running long running massive tv show like how do you do it you only live once this this you sleep never, when you're dead well never have any regrets i, I get up at four o'clock in the morning and but you know i i think i sent you sent you messages that was it half past four i think yeah I, this morning I suddenly went send i went oh my god i shouldn't have done no that. that's all right because i was up at six <laughs> and i was like shit he's up before me i thought i was good <laughs> but it's it's it, i find that time in the morning quite fascinating it's where you can where you can think and it's where you can um, it's quiet it's, quite, it's yeah but it's quiet but it's where you think it's really weird, mm. and and that think it's amazing. By nine o'clock, nine o'clock today, I'd been in four meetings already. Jeez. By nine o'clock today, um, and when I appeared on your TV show, I was so impressed by your level of research into me. You knew things about me that I you brought up that I'd forgotten myself, <laughs> which I think is 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 incredible because so many TV chefs could quite easily just be fed the lines by their producer or their researcher, but you, you do th hours of reading on your guests. Hours, and, and that's quite difficult for me. I'm dyslexic, so it's really, really difficult. So I have a particular way of learning and a particular way of reading. I've never read a book in my entire life. Never? Never. Can't? Ne never read a magazine in my entire life. I think the last book I read was Peter and Jane, level 3B, which was way back when I was oh about God. four. So how um, do you write books? Um, I, I do it in a particular way. I, I, I cook. I've got an amazing lady called Sam Head who's been with me for 20 odd years. She would then write it while I'm cooking and stop, measure stuff. And then um, I would check it and then cook it again. And then she goes away and she cooks it. 
Right. So it's been tested about three times. Proof so, it out, yeah. So the the hard bit is she's having to do that on the hoof. So for the last 11, 12 years of shows that I've done, that's every show that I've done for the last 12 years, the first time I cook it is the first time you see it. Wow. I've never researched, never researched the recipe. I never, I never practice it. Um, there's no rehearsal. The first time is the it, first. So screen. all the dishes that I Would, cook you is the first time amazing. I cook it is the first time you see it. I went it. home and, and made your crab cakes, by well, the way. I've never done it before. That was wow. the first time. So, but that excites me, you see, because if it excites me, then hopefully it excites the viewer. And but you are exciting to be around. There is something yeah, about they, you that is, is, is um, you, you are a human high. It's lovely. The, 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 the TV's gone into a world of over-research, and you over-research, you over you over-complicate everything because you have to rehearse it 15 million times. If you don't know it, then don't do it. Yeah, I agree. It's simple as that. Yeah. So, and you yeah, get found out in this But game. it is a business that is increasingly populated by people that have had not, not had the nursery slope training in, that maybe you and I have had. It's increasingly populated with people who don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I can tell you that's that, another that. way of saying it. Well done. <laughs> That'll be the last book I ever write. Uh, <laughs> Fucking I'll, I'll, clueless yeah, this yeah. is another term. Because <laughs> uh, I've, I've worked with TV chefs and you just think, really? Really? But what was lovely, I came on your show and we had on with us um, two chefs who you admire greatly, but you were particularly excited about Sean coming on. Explain to me uh, you, you know, where Sean fits into well, your life. Claude Bossy and Sean Hill. I mean, Claude Bossy... Two-star Michelin chef, deservedly three-star Michelin chef, runs the the, the Bibendum in in London. Great friend of mine. Um, and Sean Hill. I mean, Sean doesn't do television programs. Doesn't need to. Um, he's one of the greatest uh, UK chefs there is. Period. Period. Hands down. Dead or alive. Yeah, uh, he would be in the top three, definitely. UK chefs. If you said just UK, then then probably the top two. I would put him in. Wow. Um, you were so excited about yeah, having him in your home and your kitchen. Because you have to understand, from my point of view, it's difficult. It's difficult to explain to the punter what it's all about. Uh, I can all I can tell you is, from the age of eight years old, I bought a little cook a little cookbook called Great British Chefs, and in there there were some amazing chefs, amazing, amazing chefs. One of them was was this guy, Sean. Sean. He he ran a hotel called Gidley Park, two star Michelin. I mean, it's it's, a, it's an amazing, amazing place. But when I left London, I applied for several jobs. I applied for Glen Eagles. I wanted to work in the best hotel outside of London. Glen Eagles was one. Uh-huh. Couldn't get in there. It was full. Chewton Glen, I'd been offered a job there. but I Not I, far from where we're sitting. Well, yeah, not city. very far away from sitting. Yeah, St. Bart's. But yeah, I think it was a long <laughs> way away. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, I wish. Yes, so do I. Uh, but there, and then, and then Gidley Park was the other one. And I really wanted Gidley Park because Sean was the chef chef is without a shadow of a doubt and you got to remember that there's probably only 13 people 14 people working in that kitchen back then so you were one of 14 if you could get in there that was a tough order and um he wrote a letter saying sadly you know we're full at the moment and and best wishes and do what you're doing but thanks but no thanks oh. and i've still got that oh. letter still in my toilet uh, together with a the last picture that keith floyd ever uh, drew because Keith Floyd was a quite a good artist. He was a caricature artist. Yeah, illustrator. So the last drawing that he drew before he died, mm. um, I've got that, and I've got a few letters from Michelle Rue and a few bits and pieces. But but I treasure that 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 uh, that letter, um, and I keep saying I'll go back for a job now. And, and <laughs> so to be able to have him in your house and cook 
with him. It's an honour, you know. I was so aware of that moment for you as well, and it was lovely to be um, to be on the sidelines of it. And it was it was really it was it it made me feel gooey in a really good way because uh, yeah. it felt like you were meeting like one of your boyhood heroes. Well, he is. He yeah. is. And it's not in a weird way. It's not like a pop singer, you know. I, no, no, somebody you genuinely admire. Yeah, I, I, a hero. Because so, they, they are. That's your world. Your, yeah. your world is that world. Yeah. And you, you, if you are, if you are the top at that top of your game in in that world, my God, you've sacrificed so mm. much, and and you are talented beyond. It's a better chef than ever I I could be, and and that's the thing, with with doing what I'm doing, you know, realize and understand where you are and where you are in not in the pecking order, but I, I have a hundred and fifty percent respect for any chef that comes on my show, because they're a better chef than I am. Well, I well they are. Because I want them on my show. I, I'm not. You're I'm not going to invite anybody who's crap. Bossi. I'm not. No, I'm not Claude <laughs> Bossy. I'm not Sean Hill. I'll never be Claude Bossy. I'll never be Sean Hill. I'd love to be, and I'm sure if television didn't come along when I was 20, 21, 22, then possibly I would have stood a chance. Yeah. But if there was one regret now that I look back at and going, "What's your regret?" would be, I haven't got Mission Star. Really? Does yeah. it Does it bother you? It, my mates go, "What are you talking about?" You boat and you got to, you know get this i said yeah but all i ever wanted when i was a young kid was that was the accolade of that that badge of honor that but it is and that you can't nobody can take it away from you You can lose it but you've got it yeah but the difficulty is now is you you're older you've got you've got other things and i employ you know other people now you've got other responsibilities and that's the difficult thing now as much as you'd love love one um, you have to work so hard and dedicate your life so fully for it. Okay, well maybe I couldn't do that. Maybe this is this is an interesting way into. I'm, I'm gonna. I had written some questions for you, but is this I'm gonna read. Question. This is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right. So if you could award a Michelin star to people that have had an, an incredible influence on your life, the people that have shaped and and carved out the path uh, that you've walked, who would they be? And, My and Your mum. Yeah. Straight off. Straight off. Oh. She's the inspiration that makes me get up in the morning, that makes me work. Makes, it's, oh. uh, yeah, because you want to get one. Couldn't afford two, but you want to get one. <laughs> <laughs> but but you want to get one. And my mum's been through so much, and she still works now. My mum's 72. She still works. She works in a clothes shop. She works she? five days a week in a clothes shop for 30 quid a day. And I bet you, you tell her not to. I tell her not to, but she works. And she she always worked all of her life. So she was the one that, that, that I remember when I was working in London, when I used to finish and I used to sleep for, I think the record was 41 hours I fell asleep for when I came home uh, on a, a four-day break from London. After working in, in some of the kitchens yeah, and in all, London. Yeah, and on either side of the family going, you're mad, what are you doing? My mother said, Stick at it, you'll get there. You'll get there. And my family thought I was balmy. My mum's dad, my granddad said you should be a cricketer, um, get a proper job. 
um, my granny was so upset that that seeing me like that and I I, I just looked like this Amazonian Zombie. animal like my eyes were black and because talk me through the hours in London you were on crap pay you were living in uh, well you, the people I think I think the people who know you and this is the weird thing about this game is people see you now they don't see that mm. and you know and and I think they I'm see the fruits but not the labor I'm quite fortunate now that in terms of my job with the chefs and the the food critics Jay Rayner those kind of people are people that judged my restaurant way back then um, so they have a different understanding to what a TV chefs are now and and I think that's given me a good grounding to be able to phone up chefs and get them coming down to your house because mm. let's face it you don't get the greatest chef in the world down at your house and paying 200 quid he you don't really need the money. No, but just to, so really just, just to explain to the listeners, so James's show every Saturday morning, which please I would implore you to watch because you will come away A, hungry and B, inspired to become a better cook. I got home, got straight online, made a huge food order and started cooking and I really haven't stopped, so thank you. That's all right. But it's filmed I'm still at- drinking. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a chef's rights. But it's it's filmed at your home, um, which is two hours out of London. It's mm-hmm. a big ask of guests, but we come and we do it because... <laughs> Because it's you. I don't know why you do it. But and and, and I, I didn't know there myself. was a two hundred quid fee. Thanks yeah. for that. <laughs> no, but I still pinch myself. I can't. I can't believe people do it. Because they respect and love what you've done. And I suppose that all starts with your mum. Then that was the but one. That's po- a mutual so respect it, back, isn't it? Really. And it's and my mother's always said. He said respects everybody. Like you deserve to be treated yourself. Um, yeah. And and I've said all along. If I was ten percent of what my mother is, I would be a hundred and fifty percent better person. Fact. Well, where do you fall short that she stands tall then? Um, the ability to listen, understanding what's what's what is wrong, and rather than going full long into it, because this business that you make mistakes, and mm. your mother goes, "You should should have listened to me." I don't know, I should have done. Really? But, so she she could she should be and oh, could be a really great business she's advisor. On everybody, time you know, my <laughs> shoes don't match my trousers, my hair's a mess because I'm I'm in makeup for a exactly 20 seconds i'm probably the least person the chefs out there they've got hand makeup artists i've been told i mean i'm lucky if i get i have a red bull two eye drops and i'm out and pushed on set and that's uh, it you also like a twix for breakfast oh, i've read twix that's it, <laughs> it? I, have the, I have the lowest rider you possibly go is that it yeah, a twix a red bull and two eye drops um, <laughs> let's get him out on stage that'll do um, he's ready I, yeah i'm ready sorry uh, but i yeah, I kind of don't have a wardrobe thing. I don't. I don't. I don't really care, to be honest with you. Not that I don't care, but it's, it's not important. It's to not you. important. I, I'm co- too busy concentrating on, on everything. Yeah, on the food. And, and 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 it's not just the food. It's the way that it's presented. It's the way that you film it. I'm interested in all aspects of that kind of stuff. But um, I don't know. It, it it falls to the fact that you still love your food, but. My mum's taught me so, so much. She saw that in you. So whilst everyone else was going, be a cricketer, pull yourself together, look at the state of you, what you're doing, you're mad. She was that one voice that cared, that said, keep going. Yeah, well, I remember my mum came down and, and she came down for a meal three months after I'd left uh, to go down to London. It was only three months. And um, I was working downstairs at 190 Queensgate. And it was a there was a Restaurateurs Association of Great Britain. It was 190 Queensgate. That's how famous the restaurant downstairs was. Wow. And the brasserie upstairs... That I mean, the brasserie upstairs was just full of everybody, from Shirley Bassey to Commitments. I mean, it was the banging, banging place. And it was Anthony late... Worrell Thompson's place, right? Yeah, the late 80s. I mean, that bar, that was the place to go. That and Kensington Place with Rowley Lee. There was there was several places that were buzzing. 
Marco Pierre White Harvey's, which I ended up going to eventually. But those kind of places, um, Stephen Bulls, all the trendy places, Alistair Little, I could list them. Yeah. There wasn't many. In Soho. There wasn't many, yeah. for sure. But they were, they were mega. And um, I remember walking from, from the kitchen downstairs into the brasserie upstairs because I had a load of desserts. So I was a pastry chef there. And my mum was in the queue and I walked past and said hi. She didn't have a clue who I was. Why? How weird is that? Because I'd lost four stone. I looked like this Amazonian in three creature. Months. Yeah, I looked knackered. I totally looked knackered. I remember collapsing in the middle of service. There was people collapsing. Uh, I remember one person collapsed and had a heart attack in the middle of the service. What? And the head chef at the time, not at that restaurant, but the head chef at the time turned around and said, we carry on service, just move him out to one side. And I remember dragging him to one side, putting his head up by the side of this this uh, this fridge. This is awful. And I'm carrying on cooking, going... Is he all right? This is, this is what it's all about. I got stabbed through the arm by a Brazilian kitchen porter because I threw a pan in the sink. The place was... And I ended up walking. What? Uh, yeah, well, this this is what happened when you were, you know, when, uh, straight through the arm. And, Jesus. And I remember putting a tea towel around it and Hold on, what, on the did the guy the that had a, had a heart attack, was he all right? I think so. You don't even know. I woke up at the end of it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just, I think it was that a panic attack, one of the two. But that was the that was the thing back then. You know, it was like tea towel around your wrist and you walk to the hospital. And I remember walking into, I think it was Hammersmith. This is that hospital in Hammersmith? Yeah. Yeah, I walked to Hammersmith from, 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 yeah, Kensington. So no. that's quite a long way, isn't it? Yes. Well, I don't know the area. I don't know London at all. And I just turned left out the restaurant. There's got to be a hospital around here. And, um... That was it. And, Did and you finish that, service was, first, though? No, I was back in the kitchen that night. Jeez. We used to clean down the bench and I used to sleep on the marble slab in the kitchen. So your mum must have been appalled when she saw the state of she you. She was. She came down and saw the restaurant, but she was appalled. But she said, it's what you want. It's what you've always strived to do. You've, you, you, from the age of seven, eight years old, have always wanted to be a chef. So now you're in it. But you're grounding as such that when you were a farmer, I, I thought... To be honest, I didn't care about the hours, and I still don't. Well, farmers me, work all day, every day, me, right? If you if you want to know about hard work, then you work in a farm. Yeah. Or, or you you know coal mining and all that. That's hard work. Not 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 cooking a few bits of dover sole. That's at least you're warm and you got something to eat. Yeah, the hours are a bit stressful and people shout at you, but it's not. It's not. But when you came bad. to London, you were you were you were working some of the best kitchens in the world. But your mum was still sending you food vouchers because you, you had no money. Research, yeah, yeah. M&S food vouchers. Yeah, yeah which yeah. I thought was quite fancy. Yeah, M&S yeah. food. She did. She used to send me microwave microwave food vouchers. Well, it was food vouchers and I used to go get microwave food. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the, yeah. Because you, yeah, weren't, you weren't making ends meet. No, I couldn't afford to live in London. I left London with, I think I was seven grand in debt. I didn't, I, I couldn't afford. And that was a long time ago. Um, but I didn't spend anything. I, I had a bike and I, 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 I'd, I'd you know, I mean, I remember getting 50 quid uh, on the way down from my dad from the train station down from London. And I, I remember spending 15 quid of it on a bloody taxi to get from the the, the train station to the restaurant and thinking, yeah. oh, my God, it's expensive here. Yeah. And then suddenly realize you've got 35 quid left. And I had a bit of money and that was it and a bit of pocket money that I'd saved up. But all that went within months. It was, it was gone. But you don't go into the... The, the career path that you followed, wanting to be rich, you do it because it's it's a drive, it's a passion, it's a yeah, hunger. You, you do it because you love it. First of all, you do any job because you love it. Yeah. Success is not financial. Success is what's in your head. It's reward, what right? makes you happy. Emotional reward. Yeah, and, and later on in life, you can look at it and have goals, and that's what I still do now. I set myself goals every year, but 
I think I think success is my most successful time without a shadow of a doubt was way before television, way before TV. So the, the Michelin star is, is is still an ambition of yours. Yeah, do, still, do you think it's something that well, you? I was even having a conversation with my mates the other day who were all Michelin star chefs. And and there's, there's I'm so sat, surprised sat by the way Baines, that, that even bothers you. Sat Baines, Tom Kerridge, Claude Borsi, Paul Ainsworth, they're all sat in a room going I'm the odd one out here. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> no, I am the odd one out. But I, I do you know what? Um I don't know. It, it's it's a thing that narks me, it's a thing that will always knock me and my mates can't understand why it narks me, but it narks me. But I, Why does it knock you? Well, cuz I I I was I was probably until I was 22, 23, 24, I that was my career path. I had mm. a choice where to go. I risked everything and I and I and I and I made I flipped on red and flipped on black and I made the right choices but it was it was never a, it was a calculated thing but it was never really a calculated thing it was all on Well the I'm Hotel Duvan make... that you where you were head chef there you it was I a, mean it was you... a massive risk I took a pay cut and and and, and it worked and and you you turned it into a huge success you had an 8 month waiting list and you changed the menu daily yeah, I mean but that make was life th- difficult that was thanks Why to Rose, that, well, that was Rosemary West as well that helped uh, she, 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 yeah, that helped a bit. Rosemary West trial was in London. <laughs> I didn't, we didn't do the research. No, it, the Rose- Rosemary West trial was in London, and the month—I think it was the month we opened, something like that. She was on trial in London, and they moved it to Winchester because Winchester's the second highest court in the land, apart from uh, London. So that's how you got all the fancy people. And then people all in. of a sudden, all the the judges are there, the journals, everybody, every, and we were rammed eight months. Couldn't get in. See, now I'm from Cheltenham, which is. The sister town to the city of Gloucester, yeah. which, and I remember that case so well. Yeah, not many people want to thank Rosemary West for anything. But Nobody. No. You're the only person I've ever met. Oh. I mean, it sounds daft, but it put you on the map. Well, it kicked fire. Talk, talk to me about the night then that Lloyd Grossman comes in with a TV producer, and somebody spots you, and you're this kind of you know hot young. Well, I don't know. I was chef. hot. I was just haggard. Um, but it was it. <laughs> Wonderful lady called Mary Ramsey, and um, and Lloyd Grossman came in for a table. They said he'd booked a table. He hadn't booked a table, but usually celebs. But anyway, he came in for a meal, and uh, I, as as I went to say cheerio at the end of the, I don't really go into the restaurant anyway. Then, and uh, the barman said, "Well, you always." I went and got two beers, three beers, because that was our team. There's three of us in the kitchen. That's I went it. and got three beers, and the barman said, "That'll go on your tab." And I went, I think I swore at him, something like that. <laughs> and with yeah. that, Lloyd Grossman turned around and went, um, uh, "Can we have a chat?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah." He said, "Well, that was that was really nice. That risotto, da 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 da." This is Mary. She's a producer of the TV shows, and and she said, "Hi, you know, uh, we're looking for new chefs. Um, have you got an agent?" And I went, "Agent." I haven't even got an estate agent. I can't afford a house, let alone it. I've got a house. What do you mean agent? What are you talking about agent? She said, well, there's my card. Um, and I went, cheers, love. That's all, the, all this chat I'm lying in the book and walked off. You thought she was hitting on That's you. exactly what I said. No. And then, then uh, two days later, the phone rang. And this is genuine true story. It was about seven o'clock. We were <laughs> packed in the middle of service. Phone rang to the kitchen. And that's that's a big no-no when the phone rings in the kitchen, in the middle of service. And the bloody phone rang, and I remember jumping over the pass and swearing, swearing and screaming to the reception in front of the whole restaurant, so don't put any phones through. So the next minute, the phone rang again. So I picked up the phone, and I went, yeah, fuck, 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 fuck. put the phone down. 
like that. And it rang again, so I tore it off the wall. Anyway, about 10.30, I managed to sort of put the cables together um, after we finished service and put the... Because I had to phone in the orders and realised I got a phone. pulled it off the wall. (laughs) You brat. I think I pulled it off the wall and, yeah, uh, (laughs) inserted it in some... I don't know where I put it, but anyway... Uh, <laughs> I, put, I managed to put the cables together and put, put it back on the wall because I had to phone in the bloody order at the end of the night. And uh, anyway, this this note came through from the reception. All she did was walk through. Uh, Emma was her name. She was lovely. She just put this note through and, ra- and ran off. And uh, it was, please call this number, Mary Ramsey. Anyway, I phoned this number. It was half past ten. Meanwhile, this woman went, slammed the phone down on me. That was it. That was our connection into the world of television. And then the following day, we had a conversation, and that was it. And that was it. That was it. What was your first TV show? Uh, first TV show was uh, The Big Breakfast mm-hmm. with Zig and Zag. Straight into live. Never cooked live before. Um, got up at three in the morning to, to drive all the way there. Loaded all the ingredients up. Because there's no such thing as a home economist. Then you did all the prep yourself, and yeah. that was it. And then I did it. There was no. There was no. Was that with Chris? Yeah, Chris Evans and Gabby Roslin. Well, Chris is remains one of your closest and yeah. bestest friends, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. fancy yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. And, all those um, years on. Well, you know, and you thank him for, yeah, you know, advice and stuff like that. And um, in this world, it can be quite, as you know, it can be quite fickle. And, uh, <laughs> And, and, you know, your mates, you keep close to you. And you really good mates, you keep really, really close to you. Really close. And um, he's been a friend of mine for a long, long time. So anything that he's done, I've always supported. Um, and vice versa, he's always supported me. So so when I ask for a guest, and he always comes on. He always does the Saturday show for me. Yeah. Um, he's a yeah. good egg, Chris. That's it. And and we have a golden rule. He said, these are what not to ask me. I went, fine. I'm not, yeah. I'm not interested in all that game anyway. Yeah. So, and, and we just have a laugh. And I think that's... That I think that's been the secret over 28, 28 years now, um, stuff like that. So you you try and help each other out. Yeah, you do. Now, James, ridiculously, we've only got to the end of the first question. And in my opinion, humble as it is, you're just too fascinating to edit down. So I'm going to suggest that we carry on talking. But for the listeners, I'm going to turn this into a two-parter. So please join us again next week where I'll be picking up on board with James. And here's a little... A mousse-bouche for you of what you can expect. If you were to take this this right. beautiful vessel out, who would you choose as crew and company and what would they bring to the party? What drink starter, main and dessert would make up your dream menu in terms of the moments in time they represent in your life? That's a very good question. When I got to 16, I failed all my exams at school apart from art. The last words you said to me, you would never be a chef. I owe what you see now is I owe him to him wow people who complain on cookery shows usually wear sandals and collect cats Michel Roussini the greatest chef I've ever met ever had the privilege to know privilege to call my friend probably the the greatest man I've ever met all that and so much more so join us again next week as always White Wine Question Time is produced by me Kate Thornton and Caitlin Mercer for Yahoo UK and editing is by Callum Goddard Mocklow our music is composed by the marvellous Andy Bell whose back catalogue is available on iTunes and Spotify with Oasis Ride and his solo material thanks for joining us and please remember do as we do and always drink responsibly (laughs) 